Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Wait, that's the Truman Show. Hey, it's going uh, oh to another episode of the podcast called Club Flashpoint. I'm Dale Flashpoint, and across the microphone is... Fade and Cross, hello. <laughs> Welcome to our monthly game club podcast, where we play one video game and then one mm-hmm. more video game, yes. totaling three video games between two people, and we like to talk about them. That is that is true. That is the exact format. I'm loving this after camp energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We just got back from the forest. From the woods. The depths. Uh, there were creatures afoot. We heard yeah. them scurrying and, yeah. and crying. Yeah, they're called RV drivers. Yes. And, yeah, what, what game have you been playing this month, Dale? Oh, man, I buckled down and played The Uncle Who Works for Nintendo. And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. I had a, go- a good golly time playing this game. Yeah. Uh, it was recommended to me by you. Yeah, David. this is a uh, Michael Lutz game from, like, Game Study Study Buddies and all the range touch stuff. Michael Lutz has produced a couple of other uh, free-to-play similar visual novel, uh, not visual novel, um, text-based adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're pretty interesting. I played around on... What was the my four-legged father? My oh, father my with dad, long legs. My dad with very long legs, or yeah, something like yeah. that. That unsettling. <laughs> um, but the uncle who works for Nintendo captures a moment in time that people uh, who are in their late twenties, uh, early thirties lived through, where video games were in such a state that there was kind of this mystique about the development cycle of games, and mm-hmm. you didn't really get to know things outside of maybe you had a Game Informer magazine or a Nintendo Power and they'd hint at little things here and there. So you'd Pick get up a Prima guide. Prima, Prima strategy guides. Yeah. yeah. So you'd get these little hints of outlandish claims from your friends mm-hmm. who were pathological liars. Yeah, other kids trying to impress each other. It's true. A pathological might not be the right word when you're that young, but you know, <laughs> a kid telling a, a blatant lie to try and gain some instant street cred, instant respect from the people. Uh, so this game captures that energy in the form of a horror game, and it plays out so well. You start out by being dropped off at this person's house. It, you get to pick your friend's name, and oh, cool. it's it, there's like twelve different names, and this, there's a lot of branches here. The okay. Michael Lutz has done a great great job developing something that's highly replayable i think in total it took me 20 minutes to get three out of the four endings and then the fifth quote secret ending um so i got four of five okay yeah so we probably should announce here that we're about to spoil this game so if you want to take the 20 minutes and then come back to the conversation you can can do that now hit pause hit pause it's really that short it took me 20 minutes to get through and i'm a slow reader so <laughs> Spoiler time. The game is about arriving at your friend's house, and their uncle is going to arrive at midnight. Ooh. You find this out at 7 p.m. Your mom, the, the friend's mom walks in and says, hey, oh, by the way, your uncle's coming in at midnight. You have to let them in. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's all the mom really says. Ominous. I mean, <laughs> ominous when you know it's a horror game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so you get to then poke and pry and ask questions of your friend, like, hey, wha- what's your uncle doing here? 
oh, well, it must be on business from Nintendo, because my uncle works at Nintendo. Classic. Well, what the heck does Nintendo do here? I don't know. It's not my job, okay? And the friend starts to get all sniffy. And then you go through little flashbacks. You remember when your friend first got Mew, because their uncle gave them Mew, the secret, you know, real Nintendo Mew. And the way it describes Mew is like, this feral, fanged, creepy thing. Oh. And then you get your own Mew, and it's the regular Mew. Yeah. But your friend's Mew was so strong that it could one-hit KO everything it faced, but regular Mew's kind of, like, weak, actually. Has transform and pound. That's it. They can learn all moves. But, yeah, you you begin to, like, as as a player Mm -hmm. outside of the game, Dale here is going, wait a minute, what kind of, what's going on? What's that Mew? Why is it different than Nintendo's Mew? And come to find out this, this Nintendo that works for, uh, or this uncle that works for Nintendo. <laughs> I love the, I love the Nintendo that works for uncle. <laughs> the spy thriller, the man who worked for uncle, but it's Nintendo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this uncle you come to find out is like a corp, uh, an incorporeal metaphysical entity that can change reality but it needs to feed oh fuck all it needs is to feed fuck. so yeah this kid your friend made a deal a bargain with this entity and because of that it has changed reality in a number of ways and the secret ending is like you break it you break the beast uh-huh. you say no i you're i see what you're doing you haven't eaten in a while and you're weak all i have to do is say no to you and you do you break the beast and you end up saving your friend. You're like, hey, you're you're in a bad spot here. <laughs> yeah, you got I'm, a demon. I'm trying to help you out of this. Your uncle doesn't work for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> it works for Helltendo. Helltendo. That's so fucked up. Michael Lutz, that's so fucked up. <laughs> it was really good. After you find the secret ending, um, Michael Lutz has put forth these uh, couple of blurbs that you can go click on. That's mm-hmm. like, uh, one of them is... <laughs> one of them was really funny uh secret content question mark and you click on that and the the game author says you might be expecting uh having beaten the secret ending to now have unlocked something special for future player throughs well congratulations you have imagine your player in a fun new hat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the rest of them that's were like his humor very good spot on <laughs> i i almost fell out of my chair laughing but the rest of them are like Thoughts on friends that lied as a kid or oh. thoughts on visiting your friends as someone with, uh, you know, less privilege than... than like from a but poor material-like yeah, situation. Yeah. And that huh. was... It was really cool. Just these afterthoughts about why this person made the game, what they were drawn to about these ideas. Yeah. The the mythos of the Nintendo uncle from, yeah. from that part of growing up. Wild. That's... That's cool. I think more game developers actually should include why they made the thing. Yeah. And just it feels like very conversational. All, mm-hmm. all of the things that were pres- presented by Michael were just like, hey, what's up? Thanks for playing my game. Here's <laughs> here's a little bit more about it if you're curious. And I was, so I read on. That's really cool. Yeah. I need to really just check that out fully. <laughs> just It's a free-to-play game. Just Google the uncle who works for Nintendo yep. and, or whatever search operator you use. My dad's very long legs. My dad's very, very long, long legs. legs. You should try that one, too. Yeah. I should finish it. Neat. What about you, Faden? What did you play this month? I have been playing through a gem, a classic. I have been playing through Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
let me tell you what. That game is great. Mm-hmm. It is a... I think it's like Onion is the developer, uh, published by Square Enix. Well, Square back in the day, before the Enix came in. Turn-based... Kind Okay, so it's a turn-based RPG, you know. Every characters take turns to attack. Mm-hmm. Except this is like... It's not the first game that introduced this. I'm sure other games have. But it's one of the like classic examples of you press the button at the right time, depending on the attack, and you'll do something extra. Uh-huh. So Mario has these punch gloves that you can get at one point. It's kind of like a typical style of weapon for him. And if you like press A right before the punch hits... He'll do like follow-up punches, like okay, a combo okay. move, and deal extra damage. Yeah, that came back in the Mario and Luigi series. Well, Paper Mario and Paper Mario, Paper yeah. Mario, very specifically. Like Paper Mario is like a spiritual successor to this game because it's also find the seven stars, oh, okay, and <laughs> do all these like RPG adventure quest stuff. But this, I love the sprite work in this game. It absolutely is just it's very characterful, and it kind of like the way. Your Mario characters move. It used, you used to just be seeing this is before a 3D Mario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it has to kind of imagine a 3D Mario f- from like a 2D top down sort of like isometric view. Yeah. Which I really like. So you kind of see more perspectives on characters you just never really see. You've never seen like a multi dimensional Bowser. Yeah, you don't know what Mario's hair looks like. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think you learned that yet. So. <laughs> But it's just regular. It's just normal-looking hair. And first off, music's amazing. Yoko Shinomura, the composer for such great games like Street Fighter II Turbo Edition and Kingdom Hearts, uh, did the soundtrack to um, uh, Super Mario RPG. And it's just probably one of my favorite soundtracks. Like, there's a remake coming out in a couple of months. That's why I'm kind of replaying it now, so I'm Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. overtaken with... Oh, the remake was exactly how it used to be. I know how you like to do that. I, I just, you know, I just want to keep yeah, keep reality in check. Comparison. Comparison. The boob physics change. Apparently. Dale keeps informing me that there's a character that has apparently boob physics, which is something I wasn't aware of about this game. Yeah, yeah. And it is now changed in uh, the sequel. It was a way too sexy flower boss. Uh, you know, we're going to... still pretty sexy, but her boobs don't just jiggle everywhere all the time for no reason anymore. <laughs> I'll Which, let you... Cool. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get to that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I collected four out of the seven stars, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably... A... What's Gino like? So, okay. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about Gino. Gino's probably one of the more, like, known things about this game. I only know Gino because put Gino in Smash. Because of put Gino in Smash. Gino's fine. You just... A puppet that comes to life because, like, star power is like, hey, the star road is broken. Wishes aren't granted. Uh, inhabit this puppet and, you know, save the day. And that's all Gino is. Gino just is like, gotta save star pieces. What's a bummer is most people don't say, put Mellow in Smash, <laughs> which is the correct answer. The sad cloud. Sad cloud who thinks he's a frog because he was adopted by, like, uh, Nano. Nano, Nano. No, not that kind of frog. We'll be talking about another character that thinks they're a frog. That is true. Oh, my God. It's just frogs all the way down. And <laughs> he has, like, this frog grandfather. It's a very, like, Gohan, Goku sort of situation. And Melo's journey of, like, becoming this person who has to, like, get braver and stuff. It's just the basic story of, like, I'm just kind of a scared kid living in the world. Yeah. And he's told by his grandpa, go find your parents. Come on, boy. Let's just go do that. It's good for you. Go with Mario. Save the world. Find your family. 
Nice story. And so he's off on the journey. And the thing I like about the animation is there's a lot of weird, like, expressionistic moves. So Mm -hmm. Mario doesn't speak, but Mario will recount stories. By recounting stories, Mario will even do the, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog thing of transforming <laughs> into other characters to like Mario will just transform into Bowser real quick and make Bowser noises like ah so and then transform into Peach and go ah <laughs> <laughs> and like transform back real quick and then like Mello goes along with this so Mello just also assists Mario on these explanations is a real homie and I really love it it's a very cute like relationship nice of just Mello going yeah let me pretend to be this thing in the scene. <laughs> Or I'll pretend to be Mario while you're Bowser or something. <laughs> you also get Bowser on your team, though, which is the best part of this game because this is, like, sad core Bowser. <laughs> this is a Bowser you're constantly seeing weeping and is just afraid to have any crack in what he believes is an impenetrable, cool armor of ego. Yeah. Just, I can't let Mario see me not inside my keep. He'd think I'm so lame. It's just that sort of mentality for Bowser. Can't have that. Another classic character that nobody talks about, but you know what? A lot of people are going to. Booster? Just like a... It's kind of like a Wario, but what if Booster was also just a human version of Bowser that wants to marry Peach because Peach fell from the sky, and he's like, well, she's meant for me. She fell from the sky and landed in my tower. I'm going to lock her up here. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then we're going to go have a wedding in Marytown. Marytown. It's like Marytown, Maryville. It's literally a town where wedding happens. Love it. Love it. It's That's great. on par for Mario. It's on par for Mario. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's full of charm. I just, the RPG systems are pretty simple. Honestly, I don't know why you don't just fully upgrade an attack. Mm-hmm. Because you, like when you level up, you can choose, hey, do you want to upgrade your HP your attack and defense, or your magic attack and magic defense. And, like, magic defense does help, but there are some enemies who just ignore magic attacks. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make... Most enemies lose health to physical attacks, so might as well just do those. Okay. It tries to do something but falls maybe a little short, you think? Yeah, I don't think it's... It's not a complex RPG system. It's not the rock, paper, scissors system that maybe Pokemon was? Well, it's not even that. It's more trying to just... It's trying to be one of those things where some creatures have the, like, oh, they're actually stronger iron walls. Like, use magic against them because, like, their armor is only for physical things. But mm-hmm. even then, it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm also over-leveling by accident, which I have a tendency to do. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's just Super Mario RPG. Highly great game. Great to play on my Steam Deck. Woo! It's a great Steam Deck game. Yeah. Just put A on one of the back paddles so I'm not just smashing an A button with my thumb. It's very comfy. Fast forward on another back paddle. <laughs> a nice a nice perk. Yeah, so that's probably why I'm grinding a lot is because I'm fast forwarding now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because I can just like on a work break just, hey, I'm going to fast forward and, you know, kill a few enemies, get some resources, levels, yeah. get a few levels. It's kind of how I played Octopath because you can fast forward after a point in that one. <sighs> I can't imagine playing Octopath on single speed. <laughs> no. That's like, that feels like a game that, no. I don't, I wish I liked Octopath. Me too.
we talk about this month's game? I think Dale? it's time for an elevator pitch. Fuck. Yeah, I guess it is time for an it elevator time pitch. Time for an elevator pitch. Yeah, well, we gotta we gotta pitch the game as if we're in an elevator with some sort of producer. That's right. The producer's getting off on the next floor, so you only have thirty seconds. I only got thirty seconds. Um, I suppose I should get a timer up because it is your turn. Yeah, to because do the pitch. this is your game, and yeah. thus it is my turn to pitch it. On your mark. Uh huh. Get set. Pitch. I want to imagine a world where there is a very helpful little guy. This little guy is adorable, carries his plug around, and you're just like cleaning up stuff, vacuuming stuff, dealing with toys who are somehow sentient, uh, solving divorce, marriage, people problems, trying to keep a family together. Oh, and also there's kind of like a financial crisis. And so like your presence is not only a reminder, but also a very sad fact that there's no money left. Time. Wow. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, that was actually pretty good. I think you got it. Um, I just want to say that a little guy who carries his plug around out of context <laughs> sounds <okay>. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I we... don't want to meet that little guy. <laughs> we played Chibi Robo Plugged Into Adventure, huh? Yes, we did. Chibi Robo Plug Into Adventure was a GameCube game developed by Skip Limited and Bandai. Does Skip make like many like interest like have they made games outside of this like thing? I feel like I've never heard of Skip Limited. Skip does some um, games that are popular in Japan, it looks like. Okay. Uh, yeah, not this... many of their games got localized. There were a couple follow-ups to Chibi-Robo, um, some on the DS, and I think they made a mobile game. Oh, it looks like they made a number of DSiWare games in 2008 and 2009. I never had a DSi. It always looked cool. Yeah. I enjoyed those as well as WiiWare games. Remember those? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're just like little mini games that you could spend three bucks on and here's some entertainment. It it was, oh my God, they're mobile games before mobile phones came out. Think about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Game Boy is like it's that. crazy. The Game Boy is the, mo- the first mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Skip Limited um, pushed Chibi Robo into a very niche uh I say this like it was their intention. This push was maybe the wrong adjective. I mean, it's just a very niche game, right? It is, in fact, a very niche game. It's um, a... Due to one reason or another. Yeah. So why were you into it when... Like, this is your touchstone. This is my touchstone game. Yeah, this came out um, 2005. I was in middle school doing um, doing a lot of other things like Smash Bros, mm-hmm. you know, Smash Melee, um, F-Zero, those kind of games. But then Chibi Rebel came out, and it was starkly different from the... High-paced energy, the fast action, the "woo, let's go all the time." And it was just kind of a oh, all right, you can just slow it down, clean up a few footprints, muddy dog stains, <laughs> help help out some cute little toys. And yeah. it was a really fun change of pace for me at that time because most of gaming up to that point was either Mario mm. jump, or Mega Man, jump and shoot, <laughs> jump and land, or jump and shoot. <laughs> And then um, the racing games, I love racing games, still did at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, I think, the first exposure I had to something that was a slower-paced game, something yeah. that didn't have to feel so intense all the time, something that didn't feel like your attention needs to be fully stimulated at all times. <laughs> uh, I think Animal Crossing was my first version of that. Oh, that is a, another very good one. A game that would have been a great touchstone game, but how do you beat Animal Crossing? Yeah, how do you beat it? We, we <laughs> well, how do you beat Animal Crossing in a month? 
<laughs> I guess time warps, but whatever. I always wanted to play Chibi Robo. Yeah, what had you heard about it? I saw it this? like in a Nintendo Power or something on it. I was like, oh, that guy looks cool. That game looks weird. But my family would never get a game like that. They'd probably say it looks gay. <laughs> Unfortunately. My mom Ugh. loved that I played this game. Oh, good. She had so much fun watching me play this game. Just because it's a cute little guy running around the house. Oh, it's so Cleaning cute. up stuff. Picking yeah. up trash. Should we describe this chibi of Robo? Yes. Um, so I've got a picture here. Let's uh let's let's admire him. Admire him. Look it's Dang. it is just, it's going to be the cover for this episode so you all can, you can if you have you can, the right podcast app. Yeah, look at look in look in awe with us at this chrome little capsule guy. Yeah, very like flat features. He's in described a weird as way. being 10 centimeters tall. So, so that's like 2 inches, 2 and a half maybe. That's so short. Yeah. He's a little guy. Very, very little guy. Big, big, like, old-fashioned, like, two-pronged plug. It's a regular old AC power cord. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. I, I love looking at this Chibi Robo. The plug is as big as his head, so he has to pick it up. Otherwise, it will drag behind him, and he walks slower. Okay. <laughs> I did not know he walked slower for the longest time until I did the uh, egg, like, training course mission. Oh, with the Free Rangers. And yeah. the sergeant was like, you know, if you pick up your plug, you move faster. I was like, <laughs> I didn't. Thank that you, Zach. changed how I played the game dramatically. One of my favorite things about this game is that the um, the days, the length of days. Yeah. Yeah, we should like describe that. The, the days break up the gameplay. Yeah. You play at night, you play at day. It's two halves of one full day cycle. Yeah. But the game uh, uh, introduces different things. At the end or be or at the beginning of each new cycle, yep. depending on what you did in the previous cycle. And my favorite feature about this is that you can set the time length of the cycles. You can choose five minutes, which is default, ten minutes, or fifteen minutes. And let me tell you, when you got fifteen minutes, it is just so relaxing. <laughs> There's no pressure. You can explore the house. You can talk to all the toys. It's a lot of fun. I uh I did five minutes for like forty percent of this game. Oh yeah. I was I kind of played this game as if like I was a little guy who was overworked and rushing, just running around all <laughs> over the place. Like frantic, as soon frantic. as the day started, I'm like, I have to go here. This is where I have to go. I cannot do anything else. Don't get distracted by whatever the fuck Drake Red Quest Quest. I want to say Quest Red Crest is doing. Whatever he's doing. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> He's doing poses. And then uh, for the rest of it, I bought 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, this seems like a happy medium. And I really liked that because, like, it also, like, made sure the day ended and it didn't feel like it dragged on. Mm -hmm. Some days Mm -hmm. it felt like it dragged on and I was thinking, I should go back to five. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll talk talk about things. Aren't we talking about it? We are, yeah. But I, um, so anyway, let's talk briefly about the plot. (laughs) Oh, okay. Kind of drop us into this place, the home of the Sandersons. Mm -hmm. Jenny, George, and Helen. Sanderson. Did you know that Helen? I didn't Mrs. know Sanderson's George first or <laughs> Helen. Uh, no, I guess the game really doesn't tell you. Um, I think if you talk to Telly, huh? There's. A, did you ever talk to Telly? Sometimes. Okay. There's a spot in the living room where you can sit down, and Telly will just start talking to you. Oh, I didn't know I could like it would have conversation. I kind of ignored Telly. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, your 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 stalwart companion. Stalwart Telly, this companion. Little. Yes. Like television, like small, even smaller than Chibi Robo. So like, yeah, an inch or less. And has like a little helicopter blade that he flies around with. 
So yeah, Chibi Robo and Television are delivered to the Sanderson family on Jenny's eighth birthday. Happy birthday, Jenny! Your dad got you this cool toy that he wanted. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I love Mr. Sanderson. He is. He needs to grow up. Yeah. I don't think really kind of does. No. But and, and I mean, he in does an unhealthy a... way. Like his lifestyles are kind of reaffirmed by what happens. Yeah. I mean. He's complicated. He's complicated. Not like super complicated, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, I think you could still pull back a little, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's full on man child and stays yeah. that way through most of the game, through all of the game. But it also, you know, kind of has like a respect of people can still be into these things and still have like some. Yeah, it doesn't feel insincere. It's not like right. a haha, look at this nerd. Right. Uh, yeah, and the put upon Mrs. Sanderson, who. Keeps track of all the finances. Yep. All the house chores. Yep. Makes sure everything's just happening in the house. Feeds feeds their daughter. Feeds their daughter. And husband. And husband. And dog. And dog. Good old Tao. Good old Tao. Um, <laughs> I love Tao. Um, yeah, Mrs. Sanderson. Probably my favorite character. She just has so much to deal with. I feel uh-huh. so bad for she's, her. She's the hero of the game. Yeah, but also they still can't help but the maker, the nagging wife, still at the same time. I feel like the game's like narrative kind of leans like, yeah, she's kind of right, but also isn't she being a little isn't she being mean? annoying? Yeah, isn't it weird how she locks herself in her room? Yeah, no, it's good that she did. Yeah, that was the right call. Good, good for good her call. for seeing that. Jenny, and then Jenny, the eight-year-old daughter who uh, believes she is a frog, ribbit, ribbit. No, no, I mean. Yeah, so every character, no, no, no. every character has this like weird like um, what would you call it? Well, Animal Crossing calls it um, animalese. Yeah, it has its own like language. It's like very banjo kazooie. Yeah, sil- syllable based, but not actual mm-hmm. words. Right. Tel- television loves to say double wingy, double wingy, <laughs> and whenever you talk to Drake Redcrest, he just goes ew, yeah. He really does. Uh, yeah, that's the Drake Redcrest sound. Yeah, Drake Redcrest is a lot in all regards. It's very fun and character-driven. Yes. the story about toys. Um, and uh, let's see, Chibi Rubba's quest for happy points. Yep. That's kind of the, the main driving factor is the player, I would say. Numbers going up. You want to get that happy point total to like 10,009 or whatever it is to so you can be the best Number one most chibi robo, super chibi robo. Or you beat the game and it gives you that. Well, I was going to say that. <laughs> what what rank did you actually get to? I got to like uh, six. Okay, okay. And yeah, once you clear the main story, regardless of how far along in the story or the, the happy point scale you are, you just get number just one. Get I had like 5,000 at the end. 5,900. Like I got all the way to two, so I was like 10,000. Oh my God. <laughs> I... No, I was like, these points are exponentially increasing for a battery. I don't yep. need a more battery. I'm just gonna go. I don't need to get number one. Five hundred is the is the battery before infinity. Infinity battery is nice. Infinity battery is very nice <laughs> once you become Chibi Robo. So that's that's another driving factor of the game is your limited battery capacity. Yes. You have to constantly be recharging yourself. By carrying your plug around and plugging yourself into the wall. I love plugging into a wall. It's very good. Um, I think this is a perfect time to also talk about the masterwork on the soundtrack. Both soundtrack and sound effects in this game are 
I don't even maestro overture best of all time. What more? <laughs> even better than Ocarina of Time. Damn. That's high praise for me. I love the soundtrack and sound effects in this game. I want to specifically talk about the sound um, like progression. Okay. Like they have progressive sound. So like when Chibi Robo is like stepping on the floor, it has certain notes that it plays from like. If you're on a tile floor, it's the xylophone playing. Yeah. Little ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. And if you, if you pick on... up the plug, it go- speeds up. The tempo speeds up. Yes. Yes. To match your new faster pace. Mm-hmm. When you step onto a carpet. From tile, it changes from a xylophone to a little accordion going. Mm-hmm. Wee, 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 wee. It's, it's just so good. It's just constant noise, but I never got, like, my favorite is the climbing one. Yes, where it's just like. <laughs> yeah, what instrument is that? I think it's a flute. It's a flute, yeah. 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 It's so good. When you descend, did you ever descend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just perfect. Yeah, every, like, like actions, they just have, like, certain noise. Even, like, you're, like, like you're, you get, like, different tools that have also their own noises. And I just, I love that. I love it when a game just is very, like, musical and, like, it, it, like puts sound at the forefront. The reason I spent so much time cleaning up stains is because I love that acoustic guitar jam. Whenever he pulls out the toothbrush, oh, yeah. Chibi Robo scrubs the floor, you just get this. Nice little like bossa nova laid mm-hmm. back. It's really chill. The, yeah, I think the scrubbing one also might be one of my favorites. It's that's my second favorite. Climbing is my first. That one's my second. And then each character that you speak to, I guess the Sanderson family doesn't have their own music, but each character outside of the Sanderson family has their own theme music. That as soon as you're talking to them, mm-hmm. boom, here's here's Plankbeard's music, or yeah. here's Giga Robo's "Rip Your Heart Out" super sad. I'm depressed now music, <laughs> <laughs> or here's Drake Redcrest's overwhelmingly sentai funky theme. theme. <laughs> yeah, it's just Sentai music. I yeah. love it. Or here's Funky Phil who loves Drake Redcrest and just wants to dance all the time. Or here's Dina who's just this charismatic old dinosaur. Yeah, old lady. Just great. Just great. I love Dina. Main plot of the story would probably be that you're winding to help the Sanderson family. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, you discover that they had a robot helper before you. Yeah, and not only they, but, like, it seemed like everyone in the world has these sort of robots. Like, these robots that come to improve your lives, and everyone buys one. Everyone buys one because it's the new iPhone. Right. Well, it's, like, keeping up with the Joneses sort of stuff, too. Like Precisely. It's all, and it, like this game, I believe, like comes from a context of Japan's economy recessing more and more as the '90s and 2000s hit. Yeah, and so there's a lot of economic anxiety. Lots in, in this the subtext. Plot. Yeah, yeah, and it like causes friction between the husband and wife, and this has caused the daughter to basically become nonverbal. Like yes. actually, like she's she, she's just so terrified that her parents are gonna separate. Yeah, and so she just wants to be a frog, mm-hmm. and it's really kind of depressing sometimes. I'm like, damn, I'm getting. About to be divorced kid energy vibes over yeah. here. <laughs> we get to see, or we get to learn that Mr. Sanderson worked on Chibi Robo and mm-hmm. like was part of the development of that company. The company took it from him and made it into this 
like basically destroyed his vision for Chibi Robo and turned yeah. it into a mass-produced consumer product. And that's why Mr. Sanderson quit his job. He was so uh, wrought with guilt and yeah. like couldn't couldn't face what he had done. And his voice was like, "Well, that makes sense. That, why didn't you tell me that?" <laughs> I was I, I was like, "I would smack this man right now. I'm so pissed. You tell your wife this shit." Yeah. And um, like, uh, he, yeah, I, I was so ashamed of what it became. He didn't want to be tied to that. But also, if you're going to be unemployed for a long time, you might need to have a reason why you are unemployed. Yeah, you should probably tell the person you're married to. Yeah, out of all people in the world. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> look at your daughter now. She just says rivet. No, no. <laughs> oh, Jenny's great, though. I love it when Jenny's just like, oops, I mean rivet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because she's like, Opens up to Chibi Robo a lot throughout the story, which I think is pretty sweet. She does. Even if you don't have the frog suit, she'll still talk to you. Yep. Uh, from time to time. Yeah, because Chibi Robo is cute. I mean, she does like it, but it's clear that the father did buy it for him. Yes, it is very clear. <laughs> Everyone warms up to Chibi Robo by the end of the story mm-hmm. if you do all of the side quests. Tao just Tao just hates you. <laughs> no, Tao will like you. He will, but like by the very end. Oh, I was getting Tao to like me before the end. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I kept giving him a bone, and he seemed to warm up to me okay. more and more. I didn't, I didn't it would never that. growl at me. He, he would just play with the toy in front of me. Did with Sophie. Get, did you get the Tao suit? Yeah, I got the Tao I suit. I love the Tao suit. Where you can talk to Tao. <laughs> yeah. You know, your little tail's wagging on the back mm-hmm. of your head. It's too cute. <laughs> um, 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 I love tea time with uh, Mrs. Sanderson. The original tea time where she's just dishing out the shit yep, up like, against her I husband. I hate this man. He is just so dumb and <laughs> irresponsible. And, like, he's hiding receipts from me. Our checkbooks aren't balancing, and I don't know why. I don't and know I why. think he's hiding a toy receipt, and he is. And sure enough. In the wor- easiest, most spottable place, but she doesn't want to be near him, so she won't see it. Yeah. And yeah. then Chibi-Robo can narc. <laughs> hey, here's the receipt. You Which, were right. You were right. So, like, I'm fine narking on this man. <laughs> Giga Robo is, yeah. is kind of important to the family because on their first oh no 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 that's a different toy um, Giga Robo was the first thing that they like bought as a married couple I think or I, something like that just before it, Jenny came into the house yeah and also I, you know they this family has the proclivity to love their little Robo servants yep, yep. which is kind of just the weird undercurrent about this is like you're just kind of like this weird sentient servant that you have to serve this family because they bought you. Because they bought you. And they're going to give you a pittance. Because I was always thinking, well, this is probably like, if you think about it as yen, they're not giving you any money. No. no. (laughs) 500 yen. Or no, 50 yen. 50 or 8. 8 yen. Here you go. Here's some pennies. Here's some pennies because they're poor. And that makes more sense. Yeah. If you imagine it as U.S. dollars, you're like, well, this family's rich. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, but Giga Robo falls out of service because it becomes just too expensive to keep his battery charged. And the rest of the world also kind of f- learns that. And there's yeah. an economic crisis because of it. Yep. So, Energy shortages. Yeah. Another popular topics of the 80s and 90s. Yep. So they shut down Giga Robo and leave him in the basement, start the family with Jenny. And, you know, here we are eight years later, new robot servant comes into the house, Chibi Robo. Yep. Um, I like... The discovery that, uh, and, and it happens in the initial flashback when you plug into Giga Robo, but the, the discovery of Giga Robo made contact with aliens, I, it's... <laughs> and aliens allowed all of the toys in the household to come alive and gain yeah. sentience, because Giga Robo wished for it. Yeah. 
Giga Robo's like, these toys rule. These toys I are awesome. Real. Yeah, I want friends. I want Toy Story to happen to me, goddammit. And sure enough, the aliens are like, we can do that. Here's, have a second wish. What's your second wish? And Giga Robo's second wish is for unlimited power so that he doesn't have to bankrupt the Sanderson family. Right, he doesn't have to die. But the aliens didn't bring enough wish balls, so they have to go back <laughs> to their planet. Yeah. Yeah, these aliens, let's describe these aliens. Um, They look like chibi-robos, but at different sizes, like Funhouse Mirror chibi-robos. Well, did you see what came out of them at the very end? What was it? They're, they don't look like chibi-robos. Oh, they just had just form taken the form of chibi-robos because that's what their friend Giga-robo looked like. So they wanted to look uh... like their friend to not intimidate him. But yeah, they're like these little morphy black, like they look like unknown Pokemon. Oh, okay, okay. I somehow missed that. Yeah. If you don't do Drake Red Quest, which you didn't. So I didn't. They, at the very end, as their red bodies are just laying there, they come out of those red bodies and go back uh, into the spaceship. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're very sick. Uh, very <laughs> Earth sick. Earth atmosphere is bad. It's War of the Worlds. <laughs> it's War of the Worlds. <laughs> you got too many germs for us, so we're we're ill. and We're uh, ill. Don't use our time machine. I swear to God, please. It will it's hurt dangerous. you. It's dangerous. No, I'm like, sorry. I got to use this time machine to solve a puzzle. Yeah. That's what I like about this game. It's just like, how do you unlock this puzzle box more? Like, what steps do you need to do to, like, activate the next thing? And sometimes it's really obtuse and you have no fucking clue what to do. And uh, it's really frustrating. I thankfully tried the aliens one more time. I was like, well, let's talk to the aliens again. Because I was like, I don't know how to fix this robot. Yeah. Maybe the aliens will know. I don't know. And that, and then you got the time machine. Then I got the time machine. Gave Baby Tao his bone, so he can move out of the way, so I can find the the code, unlock code for the briefcase that holds the spy doors. Love those spy doors. They are just so evil. Evil spider bots. I don't know why you make them. Uh, Well, Mr. Sanderson made them to be Chibi Robo's friends. They weren't evil to begin with. Yeah, but those are creepy looking friends, my guy. Maybe they weren't creepy in initial design phases. We don't know. True. But if he, if those were the designs, I'm like, my guy, Yeah. what are you doing? You got things to work out. So these spy doors unleash the queen spy door as you Evil. go to try and save Giga Robo by putting them all back together. Queen spy door captures the Sandersons. Oh, shit. Yeah. Captures humans. Yep. Uh, and then, luckily, while you're in the past, you can just so happen to have taken the plans for the circuit breaker or whatever it's called. Yeah, because, yeah, what you need to do is, like, get that circuit breaker plan and then give Mr. it to Sanderson. Mr. Sanderson. He wears, like, ballistic plastic armor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Upgrades your blaster. They get captured by the queen spider. And then you kill the queen spider. That fight, the that's your boss fight. boss fight in the game. There's so many times in this game when a toy appears, I'm like, oh shit, is this going to be a boss fight? And it never is, and it's really good. And then this game's like, here's kind of a mid-boss fight. Just shoot so it a easy. Lot. Just it, shoot it a lot. It's not even neat. It's just like kind of, it was kind of annoying. Well, see, I had a huge battery, so it was super easy. <sighs> I never lost. Oh, good, good. I just was like, I don't, I've never done this in this game. Why is this kind Ooh, of like an action easy, blasting yeah. game? Now, true, true. I kind of get it. Like you do have some instances of Metroid firing at people. It auto targets so much though, so yeah, it's, it's just an you just press A. Yeah, it's really it's just not necessary. Um, and then that's kind of the main crux of the story. You beat Queen Spider. You put Giga Robo back together, and you get another wish. Yeah, uh, the aliens come back with that other wish, and um, all Chibi Robos and Giga Robos electric free. Yeah. And I'm like, aliens, 
come back and actually cause good in the society too, though. Here's the question. Was it just those two or is All it worldwide? It's worldwide. Okay. Yeah, because there's like some news story about it, like that they don't need power anymore. I missed that they don't need power anymore. Yeah. Because I I think the aliens are like, yeah, we'll do it for the whole world. For the whole world. Yeah. Yay. Because right before that, we get the newscast that's like, Chibi Robos, it's Giga Robo all over again. Power grids are just under so much stress, and there's going to be rioting and looting in three weeks if if we don't let up. You uh, caught the name of that news channel, right? Yep. (laughs) F-A-U-X. Faux News. Faux News. (laughs) And Fox a very news. Fox News looking character on the fucking screen every time. It was it was pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a good it's a good bit, especially in like the two thousands, yeah. early oh five. Yeah, let's talk about the toys. Sure. I think the toys are really what make this game the most charming. The main story is just kind of, eh. but uh, I, I I like the Mrs. Sanderson and the put upon stuff and like how like literally the game gives so much evidence that she really is very like. It's not her fault. No, no. And I do appreciate that for stories about women in this era. In 05. Even though sometimes she is a bit of a nag. Oh, God. I have to talk real quick about Mr. Sanderson. Just one more thing before we get to toys. I'm so sorry. Mr. Sanderson puts you into a rage? Yeah, Mr. Sanderson puts me into a rage because um, he doesn't know how to put burgers on the fucking grill. He's just, like, sliding them like they're hockey pucks. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm trying to cook here. Stop throwing them as if they're fucking air hockey. I did not think about it in that context, but, yeah, he sucks. Here comes cooking. the bun. <laughs> you could set it down, please. Yeah, and if you, like, accidentally talk to him because you're like, hey, does he need me to do something else right now? And he's like, I need to cook again. I'm like, I'm not doing that mini game again. Fuck that. No, I don't have time. And he's just like, you're so rude, Chibi. I'm like, get bent. <laughs> <laughs> hate that guy. Yeah. I do hate him. Let's talk about toys, better characters. Toys, Mr. Ooh, oh, 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 Drake Redcrest. I guess slightly better characters. You know, what? he is the Mr. Sanderson of, of the, the toys. toys. <laughs> Drake Redcrest is a uh um let me just quickly shout out the game guide and FAQ walkthrough by Cyrix on game walkthroughs gamefacts.gamespot.com. It's a well-written guide. It helped me remember a lot about this game that I had forgotten. And also, uh, because I started this game foolishly three months ago, <laughs> when I picked it back up to finish it this month, I forgot where I was. <laughs> so the game guide helped me find that. Uh, shout out once again to Cyrix with a Z. Damn. Um, so Cyrix describes Chibi Robo's good buddy Drake Redcrest. I shouldn't have scrolled up. I lost my spot. <laughs> Fighting with your phone? Yeah. I Let me say what I, I think Drake Redcrest is. Uh, the w- worst Power Ranger in every season. <laughs> like the bad boy Power Ranger. No, no, or, no. no, no the, 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 Just the like the Power worst one. <laughs> Drake Redcrest, a man of action and justice. This incarnation of the cartoon icon space hunter Drake Redcrest is actually an action figure. But he still has all the panache of a fighter for justice. He's most often found in the living room. Drake Redcrest is a nerd. And a Sentai warrior. Sentai warrior through and through, tropey as it comes. They wrote this guy to make you laugh. And it it worked on me. I do like when he teaches you to pose in the other outfit. I like wearing the Drake Redcrest outfit and then just 
messing with other characters like Sophie, the caterpillar mm-hmm. toy who's in love with him. Yeah, Sophie, Tao's dog toy. Dog's chew toy. Ch- chew toy, specifically, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie's cute. She's one of the early characters you meet because she's blocking the door to the kitchen in, yep. the, in the living room. Writes in her journal, is in a completely unrequited love with Drake Redcrest. Totally. <laughs> I, I didn't finish the storyline, but I assume it doesn't end well for her in that way. Um, no. I don't believe it. <laughs> His does. only true love is justice and defeating evil, which he says a lot. Yes. And sometimes he gets a little down and thinks, what is truth? What is justice? What could I know about any of this? What is evil? <laughs> Are you evil, Chibi Robo? <laughs> Chibi Hunter? <laughs> or what does he call you? Space Hunter Robo. Space Hunter Robo, yep. If you're wearing the outfit. Yes. Especially. Especially if you're wearing the outfit. So I like how his um pose thing that like there's like a puff of orange smoke that appears behind him is gunpowder. Yes. It's gunpowder. <laughs> it's gunpowder. When I picked up the gunpowder in the basement, I was like, who the fuck is this for? Are we gonna get in a shootout? Is this gonna turn? So here's what happens at the end of Sophie's oh, story. God. Because I was curious. Yeah. It actually does have kind of kind of a cute ending. You need the ghost suit for this one, which you didn't I get. I did not get the ghost suit. Um, but you deliver the letter. Sophie gets scared. Um, you repeat the process a couple of times, it looks like. Um, and then Sophie will be somewhere in the kitchen. You scare her as the ghost, and Drake Redcrest shows up to help. Aww. And Sophie gets rescued by Drake Redcrest. That's great. Uh, so there's this like great saga of Sophie letters just being dropped everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... One of my favorite things is when you scare her on top of the stairs, she's like, all right, got to go. And then just like falls down. Leaps. <laughs> well, like rolls down the stairs and then smashes into like a drawer, like like from like, a, like a, I, I don't know. There's some weird furniture objects in this house, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't. It's like a it's like a foot locker almost. But it's instead of like opening from the top, it's like you have to bend all the way down to open a drawer. A, only for a chibi robo, only clearly. Chibi but robo. Yeah. a lot of the furniture does make sense. That one really doesn't. Um, she slams in that and just is like, feels good. <laughs> feels great. To feel something. It's just so good. Every time she's like, oh, feels so good. And like it's clear she's in tremendous pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, has to save face. Drake Redcrest's story um, veers into him questioning what is what is justice? Yeah. What is the nature of my reality? I, I yeah, I got that when he's like, "What am I doing in the, uh, Jenny's room? Yeah. What am I doing right now?" He sees you cavorting with the aliens and thinks, "Oh no, Chibi Robo is with the aliens. Is Chibi Robo a threat to society? Surely I must vanquish him." You never do end up fighting Chibi Robo. Or fighting Drake Redcrest. But Drake Redcrest goes to fight the aliens with his new twin blizzard attack that you have oh, to help him out right. with. Oh, that's right. You have to help develop, yeah. Once you hit the twin blizzard pose, ice rains down from the sky and hits the sick aliens. Turns out that their fake bodies were too hot, so the ice cools them down, and you've helped them. <laughs> oh, my God. I Yeah, also, these characters can summon weather. Yes. Because you help these frogs out and... The frogs do a rain dance. They do a rain and dance. then it rains. And then it rains. The frogs are great. You the... first find Mrs. Frog outside dehydrated. Dying. Dying because there's not water. Squirt water on her. She then says, hey, my idiot boyfriend got locked inside. <laughs> yeah. Which, Dumbass. <laughs> I like how this intersects with Dina, uh, a T-Rex, Lego T-Rex that 
Well, she's more Mega Bloks. Mega Bloks T Rex. Yeah, yeah, she's a Mega Bloks T Rex that like bites this poor frog, and this frog's like, I am also dehydrated and yeah. dying, <laughs> and now bitten, and now bitten. I do love when she bites you, and it's just like my teeth. Yep. Oh, I bit you. Looked you looked a lot softer than that. <laughs> yeah, it just loses all of her teeth. Give me my teeth. <laughs> Dina's pretty great because she's kind of like an she's written as an old Southern bless your heart type. Yeah, like an old cow poke. I love her watching TV and like this comedian. I'm way funnier than him. <laughs> the one with the glasses though, he's really funny. <laughs> she's got opinions. She has a lot of opinions. Loves Funky Phil. Loves one death. of those like yeah, he's sunlight flowers. Fella. Funky Phil is one of those dancing sunlight flowers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, you sit, set it in the solar and it just goes kind of back and forth mm-hmm. doing some dance. But when Funky Phil's alive, of course, he does way funkier dances. Yeah, with his hands and shit. It's so sick. He's like, what up? He drops some seeds when he dances and yep. you can plant those seeds. Water them with his funky sweat. I don't like it's called funky sweat. It's like iridescent. It's like. It's glowing it's like glowing. rainbow iridescence. Yeah. Yeah. You spray it on the flower, they grow instantly into this group of funky little fillies. You bring him back to Funky Phil, he goes, what are, what are those? What? And they start calling him dad. He's like, uh-uh, no, where'd you come from? <laughs> Suddenly, oh. they all start dancing together, and Chibi-Robo starts dancing with, uh-huh. and then Funky Phil drops some more seeds. He's like, you know what? They might be okay. They might be all right. You go give them some more seeds. They do a big old dance together. Someone accidentally shuts off Funky Phil. He falls over dead. Oh, no. Dina panics. She's like, oh, no. What do we do? What can happen? They don't know that they've accidentally just hit the power switch. They think he's dead. It's a sad moment. If you finish Dina's quest from there, Mr. Sanderson will build the blocks that you have given to Dina. Yeah. Creating a... Something that allows them to realize, oh, hey, Funky Phil's power switch is just off. Let's turn him back on. And then it's a big happy dance party. Good. I didn't finish Funky Phil's quest. This is what I, when I told you that I regretted finishing when I did, I wanted to finish his quest before the end scene. Uh, because the toys you help show up at that end scene. Oh, Funky that's right. Phil wasn't there. Funky Phil wasn't there. Dang. Yeah, so it felt... Felt a little sad. I saw Dina though. Dina still st- still shows up, but Phil and the Phillies will not if you don't finish that plot. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I um, Plankbeard is another one. I didn't really care for Plankbeard. He he's a pirate trope. Pirate trope, <laughs> but also he's not a pirate trope. He is hysterical. He's like he plays an intimidating pirate type and says all yeah. yar har, and television is terrified of him, which is really funny. But then once you start collecting his treasure and shit, uh, which is part of his quest, you give him his ship back. He gives you all of his treasure maps, and he's like, don't worry. I'll find him before you, whatever. Right. Uh, you find the treasure first, of course. And there's a moment where one of his crewmates goes, I mean, we are pirates. Couldn't we just steal it from them? And Plankbeard goes, pirates would never do something <laughs> dishonorable as stealing. <laughs> See, my main issue with Plankbeard is his lines take forever to finish speaking, and there's always these swigs yeah. of this, like, oil or water. I can't... Toy I juice. Toy juice. He's just constantly taking swigs from his rum bottle, and it just, like, halts all the conversation. I'm like, just end this, please. <laughs> you don't like listening to the stories of an old salty dog? No, not really. Well, what about the Free Rangers? What'd you think of them? I also was kind of mid on them. They're just... They're the little little army eggs. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. That 
or at war with Tau. Yep, because Tau took one of Memphis. Took private Memphis. God rest, damn. may he rest in peace. But not actually. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay somewhere. I didn't find him. You didn't find him? No. Okay, so he's actually in the box on Tao's necklace, on Tao's collar. Oh. You finish all of the training, and then you go to war with Tao. Uh-huh. Um, and all you have to do, I think, is get close enough to hit A, and you'll be able to blast open the box, the box and Memphis falls out. And <laughs> freaking the, the general, what's his name? Uh, oh. um, uh, Commander... Oh, what's his name? Come, uh, Sarge? They just call him Sarge. They call him Sergeant. Yeah, he's a sergeant. I think they just call him Sarge. Yeah. Sarge weeps. He just falls to the floor. He's like, Memphis, you're okay. I felt so bad that I had lost you. It was my greatest regret. <laughs> losing one of my free rangers. But up to this point, like, five or six of the other free rangers have gone AWOL. Yes. He doesn't I, care about Tosca. I like the hot rod one that you have to, like, do a game of chicken and see who can get closest <laughs> to the so edge of the fun. cliff without falling. By cliff, I mean this, like, plank over the, like, stairs. Yeah. Do you like that the the damaged banisters remain? Did you notice that little oh, detail? The two banisters that you race through have wear and tear from previous races. It's really good. I, I love when you fall off. Oh, and the music is just like frantic for a second. Yeah, and the guy's like, "You're you're crazy, man! You're crazy, man!" <laughs> it's just weird. And then the other free rangers, uh, you help Plank Beard collect a crew. Yep. And then there's two more that are in the space scrambler. I don't get how to play that mini game. Me either. That was the sticker that I was for sure. I'm like, I'm not gonna hundred percent. I'm like, this game. I, I'm. Not pressing A until I see the thing, and then I only press it one. I press the exact amount of A's. How can I not be fast enough? It's. I, I looked through a bunch of guides. Everyone on the internet just says it's the weirdest timing. You're just going to have to do it like 20 or more times just to figure it out. No, it I'm is not. A I tried it twice, and I was like, no. Yeah, that's, no. About, that's about the same. And I it's long. It. It's very long. It takes two minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we got to talk about the racist one. I don't. We can just real briefly. We can just say I didn't there, do anything with him. Um, the great Pico is a, a, an Indian, Indian character. stereotype. Yeah. yeah. Um, he does. There. It sucks. Why is this in the game? None of the no no thing is like this except for this one thing. The the great. Like no, there's like no like caricature. oh, caricatures. Oh, caricatures. Yeah, yeah. Like this is just like so weird. It's, it's out of place for sure. I don't even get what he does functionally as a toy. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it? After I, he ends up in the fishbowl. So is it like some? I think weird you give him goggles and decor- stuff. Yeah, you give him goggles so he can breathe in the. But fish that's bowl. it. What he does up to that point, functionally, he's a scam artist too. It trades money for happy points. Yeah, but. That's the only function of it. And if you give him, I think if you give him 900, he will double the money. Oh, okay. Or happy points? No, no. He'll he'll not scam you. What? Yeah, it has to be exactly 900 and he will double it. Okay. This guy's weird. What a weird business Very model. weird. Very, and it doesn't work every time. I tested it a couple of times. If you do, you can't do it more than one night, more than once per night, I think okay. is what it is. Well, anyway, yeah, that guy just sucks. I... <laughs> And then um, Mort and the Princess. Mort and the Princess. Yeah, Donkey Kong and Princess Peach. Yep. <laughs> Except it's a love story, and yeah. they end up together, and it's really cute. Yeah, it's like Mort is like this mummy 
thing and is a like the first toy that Mr. Sanderson buys because him and his wife go on a date to see, to see this the movie. movie that he's in. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cute. It is cute. I do like that. Mort is really depressed because he has a huge crush on the princess and the princess is terrified of him. It's like Princess Puff. So it's really. <laughs> we know what princess this is. Yeah. It's definitely just like weird Barbie peach. Yep. Uh, she's got, I think, the most uncanny valley voice for me because it's like broken up. Uh, Japanese speech. Oh. Like, that's actual, those are actual Japanese syllables, I think. I think some of these words are actually words, too, because I, like, my partner is starting to learn some, like, simple Japanese, and, like, he would turn to me as like, wait, what are, what are they saying? Um, but, yeah, the princess has just, like, this really weird, like, very breathy, very, like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> it like it. It's uncomfortable. And, uh, yeah, very, like, I'm so hot. And also then she will scream at scary things. And it's 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 just the drop from Psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you basically have to make her not be scared. Which I didn't do. There's a whole... Mort has you save uh, or give you her shoe back first, which right. is a weird jumping puzzle through the toy castle. It's a weird jumping puzzle. There's not really many jumping puzzles in the game. That's that the one is one, one of them. Yeah. Like, there's like a lot of things where it's like, I have to put the copter on and like kind of go from a really tall point and try to glide to a location. But yeah. there really isn't like a timing-based one. That's the only one. Which that one is very timing-based. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up together and have kids. Which okay. is just, there's a mini Barbie and there's a mini uh, mummy. They're toys. Yeah, yeah. I guess how is Funky Phil seats happening either? I guess they're real. It's weird. It's pretty weird. It's like, weird. what if Toy Stories, but their toys are more real in some ways and less real in other ways? Yeah, yeah. It's very, very, it's a good concept. This yeah. game is a great concept. It's so cute. I love being a small thing going through normal rooms. It, it's a good feeling of that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids fascination, the miniaturization of reality. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the chibi doors? Creepy. What are they? So you open up these doors with your plug, you spend some power, and then you go into, like, an eye realm where it's this gray space and there's floating, like, chibi eyes. Just, just looking at you. looking at you, flying around as you collect money. And the music is reversed, so it sounds yeah, really weird. Yeah, it's discordant and haunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they are, but if you unlock all of them, you get a sticker. Great. Uh, Mr. Sanderson's p- putting these in. Like, I hope Chibi get these. <laughs> um, telly. You get Telly's sticker by sitting either on the doorstop in the living room and just talking oh. to him. He'll be like, hey, Chibi, you should get back to work. And then you sit there for a couple more seconds and he goes, but while you're here, <laughs> let me tell you about myself. Tell- telly is a lot for me. Did you ever encounter the bluebird? In the oh, backyard? Yeah. Because I had to wake up the bluebird so he can go on his date. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Uh, because I was wearing uh, one of the animal uh, skins when I woke up the bluebird. The bluebird's like, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm oh, late to a date. I, love that. I gotta go. <laughs> I had forgotten about the animal skins. So I just shot him. <laughs> he poops on you. <laughs> oh, he didn't do that for me. I just sprayed water. Oh, spraying water works. Yeah. yeah, I shot him with the chibi blaster, and he got oh. so mad. I, I can imagine. I found the eggplant, dude. You, did find, you did find the eggplant. That was the only treasure. <laughs> Who is that? I think was supposed to be another character for maybe... All of the treasure toys, I think, were supposed to be other characters for something. But just reused. Just, uh, just ended up being nothing. It could have been you know, a longer game. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have room for 
I, or this their is just assumptions. This is I, just I thought you were like. This is my, my uncle who works yeah. for Nintendo told me. Oh, okay. This. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I like the eggplant guy who just like women love eggplant. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. God this damn is it. So funny. <laughs> I don't know if it's intentional, but it might be. 2005. Could be. Little did they know the emoji would come. Oh my god! Yeah, and come it would. Come it would. <laughs> the blue. So you could help the bluebird for a sticker. Yeah. And give him some foods, and the egg, the eggplant that you get from Kid Eggplant mm-hmm. goes to the bluebird. Did you ever run into Mr. Prongs? Who's that? Mr. Prongs. Once you buy the Chibi Radar, is just hanging out in the living room. I've never he's, saw him. He's invisible. Oh. So you gotta scope into him with the radar. You dig on the floor with the spoon, and he just appears. That's who I was tr- like. I was using the radar. I was like, I don't know what to do. It just leads you to a spot on the floor. Right? Yeah, and it's pointing straight down. I'm like, yep. I don't know. And I tried digging. I must have not because the digging is weird. Digging's tough. Digging is like you have to be specifically in the right spot, but not sometimes specifically in the right spot. You should be maybe further away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, Mr. Prongs is this shirtless little person wearing pink pants, and their head is a plug. Okay. And all they say to you is. Loud noises, loud noises, loud noises. Spoon, give me the spoon. And then they disappear. <laughs> Great. Um, let's see. We did Drake Redcrest. We did. What about Sunshine? Did you did you talk to Sunshine aside from Jenny? Sun, oh, Sunshine is the Jenny's bear. bear. Yeah, and I gave him nectar and stuff. That's a weird one. That's yeah, a, aggro bear. Yeah, aggro Scary addiction face. bear. Scary face. Yeah, it's like what if Winnie the Pooh but demented. Twisted. Uh-huh. What if Winnie the Pooh on cocaine is what that one was? <laughs> uh, you can plant a seed in the past that grows the ultimate nectar that he then has and goes, you know, I should cool it. I, sh- I should cool it. <laughs> Gets the strongest cocaine and is like, you know what? This might be too much. This might be too much. Good for him. Uh, what was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite of the chibi gear of the tools and items you pick up? Mm, I mean, the copter, right? It just helps you get everywhere. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I like the toothbrush. Toothbrush is great. I do like scrubbing the floors. I wish the mug did more than just get you through that one part in the Free Rangers. Yes. I wish the mug had multiple uses. Yep. I wish some of these had multiple uses. It feels like some of them are like, The eh. dropper could have been used for more. You can yeah. clean off some of the stains on the wall with it, and that gives oh, you five happy points. That's good to know. I didn't know that. But, yeah, that's about the only other thing. Yeah, I, I do like doing, like, the tasks to get the happy points, clean up a bit, pick up trash. We didn't mention picking up, like, trash and Pick- then throwing it into the waste bin. Yeah, that's a good source of happy points and money. Yeah, it's just also satisfying to, as you're picking things up throughout the game. Like, oh, I should go to a trash bin. And he, like, loads it all up in his hand and just gives it a toss. Toss it right in. Very <laughs> effortless as the little 10-centimeter robot. <laughs> yeah. You could store so many things in yourself. Yeah. There was a limit, though. You hit a limit on, on some items. Yeah, but also there's, like, a temporal warp going on there that Mr. Sanderson invented somehow. Yeah. For being – he should be getting a job easier. He should be getting grants Which from the government. Which means he's not <laughs> trying. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, the costumes that you get? I got all of them but two, which one is the ghost, and I don't know what the other one is. Probably the pajamas. I got the pajamas. You did get the pajamas. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Sanderson made me pajamas. Nice. So I could just go to sleep. So we've got the Drake Redcrest suit. Got that. The trauma suit. Got that. The ghost suit. Didn't. Which you didn't get. The Tau suit. Got that. The frog suit. Mm-hmm. Pajamas. Yep. And the super chibi robo suit. Oh, maybe I only had one left. It's probably probably just for yeah a, because I wasn't paying attention to the suits after I got the the super chibi robo suit is just an S on chibi robo's chest which I'm like okay yep you don't and it not, lets you do a pose 
you're not going to let me at least change the color maybe? I was <laughs> like, is it going to become gold? Because that would rule. No, silver's better than gold. Silver Come is on. better. Chrome and platinum, way better. I agree aesthetically, but like something to mean I'm super. Okay, okay. Um, I think. Should we go into questions? I think it's time for questions. We got through that game in uh, on the orderly manner that I was hoping we would. <laughs> and again, thank you to um, the writer of the guide, Cyrix. Uh, use that guide on Game Facts, and it really helped both direct this discussion and direct my gameplay. <laughs> you know, Game Fact guides, the best guides to ever do it. Yeah, just some very user aggregated. Well, okay, Usually. I don't think that's why. It's better. I just I, I like the format. I just like the format, and I love it when people make uh, drawings. Yeah, of like the title with yeah. like. Different ASCII text or ASCII whatever you call text. it. Yeah, it's so good. First question today, well, first set of questions today come from the specter of socialism. How should your characters seek fair compensation for their work? And uh, this is very clear that the chibi robos need to either have A, a straight up uprising. Uprising, I think. That might be hard. So B, unionization. Absolutely. (laughs) But I also worry that they're 10 centimeters and they'll just crush them. Yep. (laughs) Literally crushing them under the capitalist boot. What is your, uh, also from Spectre of Socialism, what is your favorite thing to do in the game and why? Ooh. For me, it's cleaning stains. Cleaning stains I is love really that high. Bossa Nova jam. It's so high up there. And I'm just, that music is playing in my head right now. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, especially when you're cleaning big shoe prints. Yes. And they're just so huge and messy. It's like, 
wipe your shoes off, people. And it's I'm not scrubbing just like, like wipe your shoes off. And when you get that big of a stain, you realize, oh, this isn't just like a two second guitar loop. There's yeah. more to this song. Yeah, it's good. I love the progression music. It's so good too. Yeah, I, I, I would go scrubbing too. Who? Someone probably likes blasting the best, and I want to talk. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, how do you think a current day remake would do in today's market? I feel like if you re-release this game, which I think people should do, maybe give it. They could give it the updated HD, whatever. I don't think you should change the style of this game. I'm in love with Nintendo's toy aesthetic going on on the Switch right now, like Advance Wars and uh, Link to the Past and what we're seeing with Mario coming up, uh, Mario 7 Stars. I have to say, this does the toy aesthetic better than all of those games. I would love to see what Nintendo could do to fit their current toy aesthetic, but it's almost like it wouldn't work because their current toy aesthetic is such a small scale Mm -hmm. that it feels like, I I don't think it would work. Just re-release it. I think yeah, just re- you gotta just re-release this game because I think people would love this game if like this was out there. People would be talking about this. Yes, because this game didn't do so hot. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't get much uh, promotion or, or no. advertising. No, it's just a weird game that some people played. Yep, it wasn't like the popular Japanese game like Katamari was. We talk about c- games being cozy and like people are really into cozy games right now. This is a cozy game. This is a cozy game. Even though, and the thing I hate about people talking about cozy games is like where they have to be these perfect, like frictionless, conflictless game. There's conflict in this that I think is nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's good to have this between the wife and the husband. Mm-hmm. Um, Up next from Spectre of Socialism again. Were there any parts of the game that you didn't enjoy, and why? I mean that that space mini game. Yeah, space mini game is hard. It's just so you're flying in a ship, and it very clearly says. Uh, don't push the A button and you'll accelerate. Yeah. You want to get to the goal by by the you want to get to go to the goal before time runs out. However, you also have these targets to shoot by pushing the A button, but when you shoot, you slow down. So it's like you have to both get a high enough score yep. and finish the race before time runs out. It's so it's difficult so to find. I, I don't. It's the not balance. fun to do. I didn't like. There are, like, some sections that I felt like were really hard to kind of get around in. I think the camera... A couple of times the camera locked me out of uh, some some good vision that I think I wanted. The Free Ranger stuff was hard. Like, all the weird obstacle courses. Those weird course. obstacle courses, yeah. Um, And, like, like, hard in a way that I'm just like, I can't... Like, I'm not, I'm not dodging... This game isn't, like, a bullet hell. I'm not trying to die it's not meant like i feel clunky and weird and fiddly yeah because i'm like this weird fiddly like technology not because like i'm in an action game and you made it bad but that's what it feels like when i do those free ranger stuff mm-hmm. uh, and also it's just like constant like army trope guy yelling at everyone and everyone like we're scum yeah. sir yeah. and like <laughs> yep i get it i watched full metal jacket i get it <laughs> i get it let's progress this and it feels like the longest one. Oh. That probably is the longest of the toy quests. Um, Sophie and Mort could be really long, depending. Sophie and Redcrest? Uh, Princess and Mort. I princess mean. and Mort, princess yeah. Princess and Mort. Yeah, and, and the Princess Castle jump mechanics. And also just, like, not realizing I needed to shoot the clock on there. Ugh. There's no indication that you None. have to shoot this thing. Yeah. You just have to know. You just have to know. Uh, I think my most frustrating moment was the number of times I accidentally picked up my plug instead of getting onto a ladder. 
<laughs> I or the number of times I accidentally hovered in place with the helicopter out instead of getting onto a ladder. <laughs> yep, that, that'll do it. Oh, I, speaking of plug stuff, did you ever get a dish plate fall on your head? Yeah, that's Mr. Prongs. Oh, that's Mr. Prongs. So as soon as you reveal him, he says, "Spoon, spoon, spoon, give me the spoon." Runs away, drops a dish plate on your head. I didn't reveal him though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you reveal him, you learn that the dishes are oh, him are because him. he drops one on your head after you reveal him. Okay, that's when okay. you learn who does it. Okay, yeah. yeah, like it shows him doing it or something. Right. Okay. Right, okay. Right, okay. Right. Because yeah, I just it happens twice to me, and the television's like. I don't know why that happened. Yeah. Weird Uh, that. (laughs) It happened twice now, though. (laughs) It happened to me about ten times because I did a lot of side grinding. Yeah. I like how he, like, keeps track of how many times you plugged in and how many times you get nailed in that. (laughs) How many stains you've cleaned up. Yep. Um, The next question comes from uh, classic, classic returning guest, Jake. (laughs) All I have written here is Jake is on one today. Yeah. Did you just rewrite that? No. Oh, I'm only copied and pasted the wrong message. <laughs> um, Jake was on one and asked, is Chibi Robo cyberpunk? No. No. All right. Hilver. Hilver, one of our favorite listeners. Thank you so much for returning and asking very good questions. Never played Chibi Robo, says Hilver, but love the character design and would put the amiibo on my shelf in an instant. For real. Are there any items or figures you would put in your home for games you haven't played? I think I love... I feel like there's a few, and I'm trying to, like... I love the Bloodborne aesthetic. Yeah. I would get some Bloodborne statues, probably. Get some Bloodborne statues. I like, um... I've never played Bloodborne, is what that reveals. Well, that's fine. You can play Lies of P soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know... <laughs> like, I like some of the, um, designs of, like, Jet Set Radio, like those sort of characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never played it, but... Love looking at the aesthetic for that. What is love? What is free love? What is evil? What is justice? Can I know justice? <laughs> um, justice craves filthy flowers? Oh God. <laughs> that one was good. Um, <laughs> what's another game? I'm sure I can think of some more. Oh, I would do a statue of um, Dark Dark Raven from such Star Wars: Force Unleashed. Darth Icky. Oh, oh, Star Killer. Star Killer. That's his name. Darth Raven. <laughs> that just sounds like someone's OC Sith. <laughs> it has like a cr- giant like wingspan on the Hell Sith yeah. armor. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> the Darth blade Raven. goes caw when it unleashes. <laughs> it's just like this. Scraw! 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 <laughs> Nevermore. That'd be sick. Their name is Nevermore. The real name. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, you would have Star Killer. I'd have Star Killer. That's a cool character design. Very edgy. Oh, uh, I mean, like I love a Tekken character. I haven't played any Tekken. And, oh. Like some of those designs, I'm just like, oh yeah. Uh, what's his name? I don't even know the name. Ting. Oh, like the one. The one with the lion head. The lion head. Yeah. Yes, him. But also, what's the what's the like the dude? Eddie Gordo. No, the with the the old man monk. Oh, Hihachi. Hihachi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the PS2 Soul Calibur exclusive yeah, yeah. character. <laughs> Him. Um I guess it's mostly fighting games. Yeah, some of the Guilty Gear characters. Kazuya. 
<laughs> I played a game of Kazuya. Yeah, I played. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, not Tekken. Not Tekken. Oh, Kazuya in a suit. In the gold suit. <laughs> yeah, that that's such a needle. sharp look. That's such a sharp look. I think that's it. I think that's it for now. Uh, what's next month's game? Next month, we're going into spooky month, October, the time of harvest, the time to harvest your fears, mm-hmm. and we will be doing just that by playing Frictional Games Soma. This is yours. This is mine. I love Frictional Games. I, I love games with friction. <laughs> mm I love frictional games. <laughs> frictional games have a lot of uh, implied friction. It's not really there, though. <laughs> but yeah, Soma. Spooky season. Spooky season. A game I've heard a lot about, retained like none. I've literally listened to like two like spoiler podcasts on Soma yeah. like five or four years ago. I can't remember shit. Oh, said. <laughs> good. Except Perfect. for the fact that it's robots and consciousness. That's all, that's all you need. That's all I need. It's... Um, no. Yeah, it's well, better Bioshock. Oh, of course. I mean, I, I, I can say it's better Bioshock already, and I haven't even played it. <laughs> um, do you uh, do you think that we've got any reviews on our podcast yet? Any silly reviews to read? No. Oh. Well, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you could leave us a review there. Or Spotify now. Spotify, Spotify does, does podcast too. reviews. And if you, you know, leave us a five-star review on one of those or whatever platform you're using it on that does reviews, that's great for us to get invisibility out whatnot. Uh, not follow important. me on Twitter at uh, Fade and Cross. Cross Faden might be the username, but just look up Fade and Cross. You'll find me. Yeah. And I guess share my stuff that I do for, like, hey, Club Flashpoint announcements or – you can ask me a question there for next month's game or gaming in general. Gaming in general. And I guess literally until next time, huh? Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to talking again See in you. one month. In one month. See you later. This is a threat. It's October, so it is a threat. <laughs>